Good morning on this Sunday morning, and welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagine. Thank you for joining us. We will continue where we left off yesterday in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, talking about seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Our study has been centered on the names of God, and specifically we've been concentrating on the name of Jesus and the power that has been given to that name and how that name is related to our spiritual warfare, our prayer life, and everything else that we do done in the name of Jesus to the glory of God. It says in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, as we read again, Now the Spirit speaketh expressively, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. Notice, from the faith. Not just a belief system, but literally from having faith in God. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And we may mention yesterday, if you weren't with us, how that the spirit of revelation in a person's life is like a magnet to attract the enemy's confrontation in our lives. There are many examples in the scripture where we can find where the constant revelation and unveiling of the Word of God, taking the cover off to be able to see the light of the gospel, the light of God, the light of His Word, the light of His Spirit, where the enemy then tries to cast his darkness, tries to cast his deception, his deceit, his lies, so that the fulfillment of that Word will not come to pass in our lives. And hopefully within these next couple of days, we'll get to cover a little bit more in depth in that and how the name of Jesus is involved in all these things. It says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, that Paul was talking about the level of life that he had reached because of revelations. It says, And lest I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of the revelations. Notice, uh, he was having so many revelations of the gospel. Uh, that means it was throwing beyond. It was super eminence. It was uh, uh, exceedingly uh, beyond. It was out of measure. In other words, it was so much revelation that was flowing in his life. That the devil literally had to assign unto Paul a personal angel, uh, a fallen angel, uh, uh, a messenger is the actual word that is used, but it's angelo, uh, meaning angel, of Satan, not of God, but of Satan, to buffet him, lest he should be exalted above measure. And, and the word there, buffet, basically means... Uh, with the fist to to literally try to beat him down. So here it is again. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given unto me a thorn in the flesh. So this thing affected Paul in his physical life. It was not his spiritual life that was being uh, dealt with. He had overcome. He was super, uh, we're going to say, charged. And he was overcoming in that one area. 
but the messenger that was sent was sent to be a thorn in his flesh. Now, a lot of commentaries and a lot of uh, uh, ministers uh, and people, believers, think that Paul had some kind of defect or disease in his eyes and that was the thorn in his flesh. If you notice, the thorn in the flesh was not something physical in his body. It was a messenger of Satan to literally use his fist to beat him down. Now, if we want to get an idea of literally how Paul was literally beat down, here's what it says in 2 Corinthians 11.23 onward. 11.23, 24, 25. It says, are they all ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors, more abundant. That's physical work. In stripes, above measure. Notice, not only did he have revelations above, super abundant in his life, but the work and the stripes, the beatings that he was receiving were above measure in prisons, not one prison, but in prisons, more frequent in deaths, deaths, often not one death, but many deaths, of the Jews five times received I, stripes saved one, in other words, 39 times he was beaten five times, that's almost 150 times just by the Jews alone. He wasn't beaten in his spirit or in his mind. He was beaten in his physical body. It says in verse 25, Three times I was beaten with rods. Three times. Once I was stoned. Three times I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeys often. In perils, notice that all of these things are plural. In perils of waters, in perils of robbers, not the peril, peril or the uh, uh, simply a peril, but it says in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the heathen, in perils of the in the city, in parable perils in the wilderness, in perils. In the sea, in perils among false brethren. My goodness, this poor man. He was literally in danger. That's what the word peril means there. He was in peril, in in danger every time he traveled. Every time he was on the water. He was in peril or in danger because of robbers. In danger because of his own countrymen. In danger because of the heathens. In dangers when he was in the city. He was in dangers in the wilderness. He was in dangers in the sea. He was even in danger among false believers. Now, that was the work of one messenger of Satan sent to buffet him, literally to strike him with the fit, fist, feast, fist. So if you stop and think about it, in the revelations that you and I have had as believers, as we've had the name of Jesus, the name of the Father uh, revealed or unveiled to us, or come to know him as as Jehovah Jireh, our provider, or you have the revelation and, and understanding that he is Jehovah, our healer, or, or he's our banner, or he's our righteousness. 
uh, or he's our shepherd, all of a sudden you see him as he is. And all of a sudden the enemy raises up a flood immediately against our lives. A flood of contradictions, a flood of deception, a flood of circumstances, a flood. Notice, a messenger of Satan is responsible for this. Now, sometimes, yes, we may be responsible for our own actions, our own doings by certain things. But when it comes to receiving from God, think about it. You came to Jesus you heard the gospel. You received the revelation that he is the son of the living God. You may have even been baptized that very same day or night or that very same week or month or whatever. Then all of a sudden, your friends and family with whom you want to share these great awesome news that you've had the revelation of the son of the living God. All of a sudden, like lions seem to want to tear you apart. They want to jump on you and just absolutely say you've gone nuts, you've gone crazy. Circumstances begin to change. People who thought you were friends abandon you. They leave you all of a sudden because you've gotten religion. You've gotten some church uh, uh, stuff in, in your life. And all of a sudden, you no longer are worthy of them to hang around with them. How strange that you were so worthy of them to get drunk, to get involved in drugs and all kinds of things when you didn't have the revelation. But once the revelation comes, all of a sudden, so does the persecution. Now, this, this should not surprise us one bit. Jesus, in his parables of the sower, sows a seed. <coughs> Excuse me. He showed us the first people that are coming under attack are those that have heard the word, but it's by the wayside. And, and because they don't have understanding, the enemy takes away that seed. And then you have those that it's sown in, in stony ground, rocky ground, and it doesn't have a chance to uh, develop roots. And when afflictions, persecutions, temptations, and all these things come against the word of God... In your life, people throw up their hands and say, I give up. I can't handle this. This is too much. Without realizing that they are under attack. It's an assault of the enemy to dig the word of God out of your heart. But let's say you get past uh, uh, just uh, by the wayside and, and, and those that were in stony ground. And, and you get the seed sown where... The weeds are growing. The scripture says, then all of a sudden, the pleasures of life, the deceitfulness of riches, and all these other things entering in, choke the word. So the enemy is after that word. Why? Because the word of God contains the faith of God, the rhema of God. It is capable of reproducing itself manifesting itself, fulfilling itself on its own if we just stand our ground. But because the enemy knows that he, if he can push our buttons and he can get us off track, then all he has to do is be persistent enough, long enough, 
so that we throw in the towel and say, that's it. I can't handle this more. My life was miserable when I was a sinner, but it's even worse now that I'm a Christian. I seem to get assaulted and attacked from everyone and everywhere. It's my family, my children, my husband, my wife, my father, my mother, my uncles, my friends, even my enemies. Realize that it is after the Word of God. The revelation that you have received that God wants to fulfill in your life. And one revelation after another, He wants to bring them to pass. Now, Paul doesn't stop there with all these perils perils it, it, or dangers. It says in 2 Corinthians eleven twenty-seven and 28, In weariness, in painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger, in thirst, in fastings often, in cold and in nakedness. And he says, and besides all these things that are without, in other words, those things that are on the outside, the natural eye can see, I can feel, I can touch, I can smell, I can taste, I can hear. Besides all these things which come upon me, besides all these things which are without, that that which cometh upon me daily, also the care of all the churches. And he says, who is weak? I'm not weak. Who is offended? And I <clears throat> burn not. It says, if I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern my infirmities. In other words, my weaknesses. So it was those weaknesses that the devil uh, was concerned about in trying to get Paul to be so weak in his thing that he would just give up all these abundant revelations coming into his life. But he was not weak. On the contrary, in that weakness, he was made strong and he was able to glory in the glory of God because of all that was taking place by the power of God to deliver him from all of these things that were trying to affect him. If we were to take, take, take Jesus an example, and we'll do this on Monday, we'll take an example. It says, And Jesus, when he was baptized, went immediately out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending upon him like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. It says immediately, Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. As soon as the revelation came that he was the Son of God, so did the confrontation to dispute it. And the devil immediately says, If you are the Son of God. Join us on Monday morning as we continue with our thinking and our thought. Until then, the Lord richly bless you. May the word be unveiled in your heart in all its fullness. In Jesus' name, amen.